Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals, talking all things animal communication. Today, due to the fact mainly that I lost one of my favourite clients who I'd been treating for over 13 years, uh, I've decided to cover making the decision for end of life. This is something that I'm called for very, very often. Most of the time, the animal guardians know the answer. They just need it validated for themselves. What people need to understand with communication is animals are no different to humans. If I ask a woman how she's feeling when she's got PMT and a migraine, she's going to give me one answer. If I ask her the same question two hours later when she's just found she's won 40 million in tats and been able to tell the boss where to shove it, the answer will probably be different. Communication with animals is no different to communication with humans. We can only tell you what we're feeling at that particular time. However, you do need to look at quality of life as being the most important thing. Don't get me wrong, quantity is lovely. We would love every animal to get to a ripe old age. Sadly, it doesn't always happen. The first thing you need to do is chat with your vet and get as much information as you possibly can because you're not just getting information for you, you're also getting information for the animal. Now, a lot of people have issues with using painkillers, Western medicine, that kind of thing. They talk about playing God. My answer to that is the first time we feed a dog, the first time we give it shelter, the first time we give it a medication, we're also playing dog and taking on a responsibility. Now, yes, a lot of Western drugs do have long-term side effects in the same way they do with people. But if you've got a 15-year-old dog that's in a lot of pain, long-term side effects for painkillers, yeah, not something I'd be really that worried about. Now, once you've spoken to your vet, start to get information, not just about what the animal's problem is or pain medication, but other ways of managing. For example, if the dog's got a lot of arthritic pain, you're not going to do a lot of ball chasing or jumping in and out of a car. It's going to jar the joints. These sorts of things. Time is also something that In actual fact, um, ironically, when we were in lockdown, COVID saved a lot of dogs because if your dog has mobility problems, for example, and you're home in lockdown for 23 hours a day, you can keep a dog going and the dog is safe and happy with you. However, it is completely unfair on a dog if it's struggling to get up 
and you're leaving it for eight to 10 hours a day. You know, you need to look at mobility. And this is where, um, with a lot of animals, where they live. You get a um, horse too that's on um, flat paddock or a dog with a fairly flat block of land and very few steps versus a really steep mountainous paddock or a house with a lot of stairs um, and levels, that's going to make a huge difference. And, of course, the size of the animal. Obviously, you can't pick up a horse under, under one arm and carry it. A large dog like my Sarplaninac, what I might be able to get away with with an 8 or 10 kilo dog that I can pick up and carry over certain areas, I'm not going to be able to do with a 70 or 80 kilo dog. And when it gets to the stage that the animal isn't able to get up and down easily itself, you really do need to look at that. So the other thing I would strongly suggest people do is make a checklist. Weigh up the good and weigh up the bad. Put down. And you'll often get a surprise. You might be feeling depressed and suddenly realize eight out of the ten things that you put down on that list are good. Fabulous. Make some changes for the others that you can. And the other way around, you may look at the list and suddenly go, oh, we really are at the proverbial pointy end of the stick. And the single most important thing is quality of life. And I have so many people, and it seriously does my head in that say, oh, I can't let them go. They're away from home 10 to 12 hours a day. The animal is in pain 23 out of 24 hours. They're spending less than two hours of quality and they're saying they can't let the animal go. Loving something is putting its requirements before your own. And as far as playing God goes, a cat in the wild isn't going to get to 14 or 16. A dog isn't either. Mother Nature is very, very efficient. But she's not always politically correct or pretty. Animals go very, very hard quite often when they go in the wild. At least with our friends and companions, letting them go when they need to, surrounded by those they love, is a huge, huge gift. And it's one, it's a pity we can't give more people, but that's a whole other minefield and rabbit hole to go down. Animals have no fear of death. They see it very, very differently to what we do. And I remember putting down one of my own many, many years ago, and he was the only animal I'd ever met that actually had a fear of death. And he took me part way with him. And for half an hour, I got to see colors and and things that I've never experienced before. It was one of the greatest gifts I've ever been been given. You hear, you know, the words about unconditional love. Really, you can't describe what is there because you're essentially trying to use 3D words for a non-3D experience. But the sensations of love, of joy, of unconditional love, words don't describe, but it was huge bigger than huge. It's probably the greatest gift I've ever been given. And if I'm having a really bad day, 
I'll often try and recall those feelings and it, it just shifts your energy. It makes a huge difference. And yes, I owe text a lot for that. They don't have the fear of death. They know where they're going. Now, a lot of animals will say to me they would much rather go at home. And I can understand this. It's a lot less traumatic in a lot of cases. If that's the case, find out your information early. Um, you know, as far as what you want to do with your friend's body afterwards, whether you want to bury, whether you want to cremate, all those sorts of things. Obviously, with accidents and things like that, we can't always, you know, get all our information early. But if you know that that time's coming up or you've got an older dog or cat, start finding out your information now. Same with horses. Um, Old horses very, very rarely lie under the proverbial tree, go to sleep and don't wake up. Most older horses go down and can't get up or go of a colic attack or something like that. And it can be pretty traumatic. So if your old friend's struggling and you know they're not going to do the winter easily, often it's the kindest thing to do for them. Is it easy? No, nor should it be. But it's a big gift, particularly if you don't live on the property. If you only get down once a day, what happens if your friend goes down for 10 minutes after you've left and no one comes down and they're down on the ground and struggling for 20 to 22 hours? By the time you get there and find out, you've still got at least an hour generally before your vet comes. These are the sorts of things you need to start to think of in advance. And as far as euthanasia at home, a lot of vets will offer it and there are some services. There's a couple of vets in Melbourne I can think of off the top of my head. Dr. Emma Whiston, Dr. Crystal Lord. There will be others, but I just know those two. That will come to the house and euthanase. And that's fabulous. But you may have to book in a couple of days in advance. Sometimes you have to do the 2am mercy dash to the emergency clinic. And whilst that may not be exactly what you want at the time, and it may not have been what your animal friend wants, it's still a big gift. How we go is as important as how we live. One of the other comments that a lot of my um, animal clients have made to me is if the owners have made the decision and they're saying to me, do they want to see so-and-so? Do they want to see such and such? Sometimes, yes, they do. But keep in mind by that stage, they're generally pretty worn out, pretty tired. The drugs may be kicking in. They may not want to physically see people. It doesn't mean they don't love them. It just means they don't have the energy. So don't drag them all around thinking it's the last time they do this, that or the other because often by that stage, that's much more for the human than it is for the animal. If you know there's one favourite place they want to go, try and pick a time where there's, if they're having a good day because not every day is a good day in the same way it's not with us, particularly with older people. You may well have a, something planned and they, they just wake up and they're not having a good day. You postpone it exactly the same with your animal friends. And if you can't you know, do something that you'd like to, I know it's tough on you, but sometimes they just aren't able to. But 
keep in mind that no animal I've ever spoken to, including ones that were euthanized by a pound that I was there, and yes, I know they have to do it. That's a whole other argument. I struggled with young, healthy animals. When they were in spirit, they didn't blame and they were very, very happy to be back in spirit. So hopefully that helps someone. It's not an easy decision. It should never be an easy decision. But it's often the last great gift you can give to your animal friend. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you have any topics you'd like to cover, please feel free to drop me a line. And remember, until next time, learn to talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator, CST, and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.